From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome into the WATH studios. Carl Blaylock with you in the WATH studios. We got an absolute full house. Ethan Sargent's over my shoulder, and then uh, across the table from me, we've got a trio of Buckeyes. We've got Nelsonville, York head football coach Rusty Richards, and seniors Tommy Mitchell and Gavin Richards. And uh, folks, how you doing? Good. Uh, so we'll start first with uh, Coach Richards and. Uh, I guess, first of all, looking back at last season, what do you take from it uh, momentum-wise after a a great season making it to the regional semis? You know, we got a lot of depth coming back from last year. We played a lot of kids. I think the biggest thing we take away was just success. Um, You know, a lot of confidence. Our offensive line, defensive lines um, struggled early last year, but they got a lot of confidence, you know, a lot of uh, just playing time. And, again, you know, I get these two guys next to me here. You know, we lost a good back in Hudson Stalter. But for the past two years, these guys have sort of been take some carries away from him, help him out, give him a break. Well, you know, now these guys are going to be one and one A, so to speak. Um, so I don't know if I'd call one of them a starter. And then, you know, we've got a couple young guys behind them that's going to be what they did in the past and give them a break because these guys both start on defense also. So we try to give them breaks. But, again, just we played 13 weeks. We got a lot of extra practice than other teams. And uh, we look to take that on to this season. And uh, we're definitely – I feel like we're farther ahead this year than we were last year because of our experience. Uh, obviously, the quarterback, Makai Williams, uh, he stood out in the first uh, scrimmage you guys had against Logan last weekend. Uh, how much has he stepped up this offseason? You know, again, what we just had 13 games. Uh, his timing the other day, he's getting the ball out much earlier. You know, a lot of times with a new quarterback, they try to wait, you know, they want to wait till they're open instead of throwing them open. And he just looked, uh, you know, like he was uh, midseason for him the other day. So, again, anytime you get your quarterback back, we throw the ball around a little bit. Uh, you know, as an offensive coach, I feel pretty good about having my quarterback back. So, And we got our running backs and a lot of receivers. So pretty uh, enthused about the season. Yeah, Coach, you, you just mentioned the, the receiver position. Um, you mentioned you mentioned a couple of these guys. Uh, you, you lost a couple good ones, Leighton Logie, James Koska. How are you going to – obviously you got these two guys right next to you, but how else are you going to build the weaponry for Makai Williams to work with as the season goes on? Uh, you know, we got Landon Inman back, and if anybody has seen our scrimmage, I mean, Trimble's going to get our film, so there's no sense in worrying about it. But Landon caught the first touchdown or 70-yard touchdown pass. He had like a 45-yard catch later. Um, both these guys caught passes. Um, I think we had seven different kids catch the pass with our one. So um, we got guys just been sitting there waiting. Um, again, Landon, uh, Bailey Phillips caught balls all for us last year. These two guys, they're tailbacks, but they also can go out and play it in the slot. And, uh, you know, we got some new tight ends in Jaron Layton and uh, Carson Lindiger, 165, 163. Um, one's 240. You know, one's about 190. So they're a little different builds, 6'5", 195 to 6'2", 240. And, but they both catch well enough. They're not Layton. You know, I mean, we don't expect them to be Layton. 
Um, so he just, it's, it's a team approach. And like I said, James was a speed guy. And But we have different packages every year to get certain people on the field, just like this year. We go to four wide, we're going to put in four wide receivers. Tight end comes off, and that's where we used like James last year. So, uh, again, um, we got a lot of experience back. So, um, uh, again, Kai's been thrown to him all summer, seven on sevens. They do some extra work on their own. And, again, like I said, right now he's midseason for him, which is where we want him to be. Uh, one of the people who is really good is to your left and Gavin Richards. And last year, both offensively and defensively, you found another level uh, towards the end of the season down the stretch. Uh, how did you find that, and how do you build that back up heading into the season this year? I was just trying to work my tail off and do the best for the team, everything that we can do. And I look forward to bringing him another TBC title this year. So I'm going to work as hard as I can, just put – for forth all the effort. And that was a question I had for both you and Tommy, is what would it mean to be able to put paint on the walls uh, three times during your career? Obviously, you know that's the expectation pretty much every single year at Nelsonville York. What would it mean to be able to do that three out of the four years that you played? Um, it's definitely a good feeling knowing how hard you worked and then it finally paying off and everyone else congratulating you for like your success that you did on the season. And then, of course, going into the playoffs and giving it our, our all there. Back to Coach Richards. Uh, obviously, like I said, the expectation is to win the TBC title every year, but uh, how tough do you expect the competition to be this year? Uh, obviously, Vinton County is also bringing a lot of people back. Uh, you have Megs, who was a really young team last year, and Athens as well, who was a really young team last year, plus Alexander bringing back uh, Schultz as their quarterback again. Uh, what do you expect out of the TBC Ohio? You know, we tell them every year, take it one game at a time. Because, you know, honestly, with the high division, you just said it. Alexander's always had the Schultz kid. You know, this is going to be his third year of starting. They got the Waller kid back at linebacker. You know, they got receivers. They got running. I mean, they got a lot back. Uh, Megs, Cleveland, the little Cleveland. Um, they got some massive linemen. The uh, Burnham, uh, Connolly, I think, you know. Yeah. How, yeah. Anyhow, they have, he's, he's fast. They're receivers. Most of these kids that Megs have started, this will be their third year starting, just like Gavin started for three years. Tommy's been around for, you know, Mackay, they've started for three years. And uh, Benton County, these same classes have been battling since junior high. So, um, again, Athens only lost a couple seniors. They're going to be a year older. They're going to be more sophomores and juniors. So, again, there's no weeks off because you do, if you do stub your toe, fumble the ball too many times, uh, you're, you're lost and you're probably not putting paint on the wall. So, we just – Try to go one and zero every week, and I know that's a cliche, but in our league, you can't have any mishaps. Or you're, you know, I've seen it before. Where like you see the score on the way home, we're listening to you guys on the radio on on the bus, and like, wow, I didn't really see that happening, but it happens. So you you got to show up every week and uh, put your um, best effort forth, and you know injuries play a part sometimes, and you just got to stay healthy also. Uh, back to the players, how much? How much work have you put in in this offseason to really make sure that you get past that, not only the TVC Ohio title, but also trying to get to that regional title game again, uh, just one step below that last year? You know, we've been working all summer, every day, going in, doing more and more, looking forward to having a pretty good season. Um, also, like Coach said, Makai's been thrown to us after the practices and even like before 7-on-7s, seven we would all get work in and – Really just getting to know each other and also like the team friendship plays a big role in it too. Yeah, we, we were kind of discussing this uh, just, just before we hopped on the air. 
Um, you know, obviously the topic of, of turf in the stadiums has come up a little bit over the past couple weeks. I wanted to get all three of your thoughts on this, obviously the, from a coaching perspective and from a playing perspective. What's the difference um, playing on turf and playing on grass? And then how excited are you to play on some of these new turfs, especially at your own home field? It, playing on turf is nice, but I'd rather play on grass myself. Turf looks nice. But <laughs> um, it's also a really big thing because we have probably, in my opinion, one of the best fields around here, and that also brings in not only our fans but other people that want to come and look at the new field that we just got and also getting a new track as well. Ooh. Yeah, that, that, that'll be really nice for uh, the spring as well. Yeah, uh, as a coaching's perspective and being an old quarterback, I love turf. Um, I don't worry about the rain as much. So, and again, you just never know what you're going to get come, especially come playoff time if you got to go on the road. So it's I always feel a little bit like last year. I knew we was a home seed if we took care of business, and it makes you feel a little bit better that we're not playing in some mud pit come week eleven. <laughs> so again, now when I was a kid, I loved playing those mud games, but now that I'm a coach, I don't have to worry about the fumbles and you know as much so again we're spoiled a little bit they, they also put us a new practice field auxiliary field in um that we have we can just ride up on the hill behind us so we got it's pretty nice facilities and, and, and new brown track going in also so that ought to be Ooh, interesting nice. yeah uh have, have you guys uh gotten to play on the turf yet the new turf uh yet and gotten a few practices on there is how, how different is it from the uh, uh older turf that you guys just replaced softer yeah, they just new technology. The the old turf, they they put a new uh, I don't know about a half inch rubber pad below it and sand. It's just got a different feel to it. So it's nice, a little bit more cushion. Should cut down on concussions and so forth from you know heads banging off the turf. So um, no, we've done seven on sevens. We practiced on it for probably the last month. So they, I think it was finished and finalized. Then we've been on the practice field a little bit also, which is the same exact setup. So it's nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, looking at uh, statewide and more region-wide with uh, Division Six, Region 23, obviously last year making it to the regional semis, then falling to Bel Air, um, it's gotten tougher. Uh, Garraway moved down from Division Five. Newark Catholic moves up from Division Seven. Uh, what do you see in the region, and do you how how easy? You know, obviously it's not going to be an easy path, but what do you think of your path that? to a district or a regional title oh it's going to be a tough one there like i said there's storied programs you know we're one, we, we consider ourselves one of those programs that uh but then you throw in fort fries and uh drum, you know, trumbull drop last year or moved up whatever you want to call it um so yeah you got a lot of football teams in there that's all vying for a regional title and bel air is still in there and we they got a solid team coming back so um it's tough it's it's definitely what got to be one of the tougher ones around i'd say um, obviously, we're not we're nine days away. Uh, can you believe it? We're nine days away from the start of the high school football season. You guys are taking on Trimble. I don't know if you've started looking at that film at all, or star. I'm sure you've taken a little bit of a look at what uh, Coach Fairs and the Tomcats have got uh, working. What are your kind of thoughts about how that game's going to shape up, and what you guys are looking ahead to in the days of prep? I believe it'll be a good game. They had a very young team, and they got a lot of them back. Only lost a few seniors, and Obviously, we lost Leighton Logie and Hudson, Drew, all them people were important to us. But we also got a bunch of new kids in. And this group of freshmen that came up, they're looking really good. I believe it'll shape up to be a good game. Awesome. What, what, would, it mean to, uh, what would it mean to be able to uh, 
even the split. Obviously, they won your first two years in 2020 and 2021. What would it mean to be able to even the split and go out with a 500 record, uh, you know, not having a losing record against your toughest rival? Um, me, I came from Miller, and we never really beat them. And then coming over here, winning one year, and then all, like having a good chance this year, it's definitely a good feeling. And then just to win the game and just – when? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it would be a pretty good feeling to not have, like, a losing record against the school I used to go to. Because I played against all these Nelsonville kids when I was in Little League and then moved over in seventh grade and been playing against the people I grew up with. And to go 2-2 two and two in high school is a pretty good feeling. Absolutely. And obviously for you, Coach Richards, what would it mean to be able to, you know, beat Tremble and beat Phil Ferris, who, I mean, once again, I mean, he's somebody who's been in this league for about 30 years. So Yeah, you know, I, I coached there. I went to school there, coached there for 11 years with Phil, you know, learned a lot from Phil. So, oh, yeah, you always want to come back and be you know, your mentor. So, um, and again, like for these guys, you're, you're, you're going to remember your freshman year. You're going to remember your sophomore year. You're going to remember your junior but just a little bit more special, special your senior year because, you know, you're the one. You're the leaders. These guys are two of our four captains. So you're always going to look back like, oh, man, you know what? We won our junior year, but, man, shucks, you know, you're going to say, hey, we went out winner. So when these guys were the main players to go out, they could go out two and two. But in a way, you know, Gavin was on the kickoff team, I think, for us and some stuff. But he wasn't a major contributor. Right now he's a major player in that game. So, again, as far as trouble, they, they got a lot of guys back just like us and uh, – and again, they're going to be better. So we we took their punch last year and come out of there. Didn't feel like we played as well as we could have, but uh, again, it's always nice to go over there and win on their home field, also, and win over in Gloucester. Absolutely. Are there are there any games you're specifically excited for? Obviously, Trimble and Vinton County are two of the ones that are probably circled. But uh, are there any other games that you're real interested in? Obviously, you got the Thursday game this year against Bexley. Uh, how excited are you for any specific games on the schedule this year? I think, like I said, our schedule is unique. Um, we start off with arrival and we end with arrival. So it's always like, hey, you know, we got to sign in the weight room, beat the team over the hill. As soon as week one's over, we flip it over, beat the green team. So, um, you know, and again, obviously, I know Benton County's going to be a major player this year. Coach Carper's doing a great job. Uh, Megs. So we didn't have to, we really just won a week at a time. But again, I think it's pretty neat. You got all summer to talk about the Trimble game. And then, then we got the rest of the season, like, hey, how's Lathens looking? Hey, what, what was their score? You know, this and that. So, um, But, again, they're all important. The Thursday game is going to be unique. I don't know if on record I'm not sure we've ever played a Thursday game. Maybe we have way back, but it's been a while. So, But due to Rosh Hashanah, we had to move the game to Thursday. So that'll be cool because uh, that's the week we're off mm-hmm. as far as the leg, you know, with seven teams. So that'll be nice. Us and some of the coaches, some of the kids, I'm sure we'll split up and go try to catch somebody go watch Alex, somebody go watch Megs, somebody watch Benton and get a little sneak peek of the the league. I'm not sure exactly who plays yet, too far away, but um but yeah, they're these guys they need to remember every one of them, you know, because it goes by fast. That's why I told him we was in the car just about to point. I said, Think about this guys. You're about to play in uh, next Friday and I said, just just seemed like yesterday you used probably second graders out there wiping <laughs> snot off your nose and <laughs> Play, picking, picking flowers and whatever else, you know. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. So it, it goes by fast. So they need to enjoy it. Are you guys excited about playing on a Thursday? You know, is it kinda gonna be an interesting break to the uh, routine you guys have of normally practice? It'll be different. I've never really played on a Thursday other than a junior high. And I'll just go watch the game on a Friday and see how the other league teams look and 
feel a little different. Yeah, same here. Um, I've always played on a Friday, well, a few Saturday games, but it's definitely going to be a weird feeling, you know, coming in, we come Monday, watch film, then Tuesday and Wednesday practice, Thursday's walkthrough, but we won't have that that week. A little different. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, good luck this season. Thanks for coming in, and uh, again, good luck this season, and we'll talk with you next week as we get ready for that Nelsonville-York Tremble game. That's going to be week one, the Athens County Game of the Week over on WXDQ, and a special thing we're starting uh, this year. We've got Football Friday kickoff. Uh, we're doing a live pregame show from 5 to 6.30, live from Gloucester Memorial Park, previewing the game. Uh, Ethan Sargent here, along with Max Brunke, will be out there. I'll probably make an appearance out there. Jake Amata as well. We'll all be out there getting ready for that big rivalry game and previewing all the games in the TVC, SOC, and FAC. So make sure to tune into that. That'll be at 5 p.m. Uh, next Friday on WXTQ. When we come back, we're going to talk Reds here on the Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM, WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, $1.19 each. Open 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Head over to Larry's Dog House over on West Union Street in Athens. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot, a photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Ohio High School Athletic Association and the Ohio Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. You deserve the peace of mind that comes with affordable health insurance. Get Covered Ohio can help at no charge. Financial assistance is available and coverage is more affordable than ever. Some health insurance plans are as low as $10 or less a month. Don't wait. Open enrollment ends January 15th. Make your free appointment today by calling 833-628-4467 or visit GetCoveredOhio.org. This message is supported by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services but does not necessarily represent the official views of the U.S. government. Sponsored by the Ohio Association of Food Banks, aired by the OAB and the station. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970-WATH. Once again, thanks to uh, Coach Rusty Richards, Gavin Richards, and Tommy Mitchell for coming in for the Sports Fan today. I mean, man, high school football is just, uh, well, it's it's eight days away for Athens. They're here on, uh, you know, we got quite a few things going on in the next few weeks. I mean, we got how about, Athens. How about tomorrow? Yeah, we got Athens to scrimmage tomorrow. The sports fan on location. Uh, we're going to be live from the Jamboree previewing uh, all of the TVC. We're going to be talking with uh, uh, various coaches. I know we're uh, I don't think if we got anybody from Tremble. I know uh, for certain we're going to get uh, the boys soccer coach, uh, Simon Deakey, for Athens. Uh, I believe we're going to try to get their cross-country coach. Uh, Eric Schultz is going to come up as well, the athletic director for Athens. 
We're also going to get... Uh, speak to Coach Ferris. Yep, Coach Ferris is going to come up uh, after the varsity portion of the scrimmage. Uh, and then we're also going to get head coach Nathan White to come up uh, once the scrimmage wraps up. He's going to come up and talk about his team as well. So, I mean, it, it's going to be a very... Hey, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome. It's going to be a fun Thursday night. You know? You're going to want to tune in. Uh, Seven p.m. Tune right in here. Or get down there. Yeah, it'll be well, it'll be an awesome thing to get down to. No, bring 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 one of those. I mean, you can bring the app. Bring the app in there. Yeah, you can yeah. watch the game. <laughs> we can ex- we can tell you all about the game and hear all the interviews. Or you can we'll record that as well. So uh, yeah, definitely. I-, I can't wait for it. It's going to be really fun. Then next Thursday we've got uh, game one of our coverage this season. Uh, Philo at Athens. You're going to be calling that game heck yeah baby finally get a a play-by-play rep or a color rep i'm excited it's gonna be a lot of fun uh cedric will be back with the bulldogs eventually but he's yeah. uh he's doing his thing oh he's, he's having fun up in the northwoods he's League. doing a great job with the battle creek battle jacks which is which is awesome shout out seti but um i'll i'll help carl get through uh get through week one with the bulldogs but want to plug it one last time football friday kickoff it's a big time deal uh it'll be me and max brunke we're gonna be on location for four games the rest the games will be right here from this very studio we'll be taking you through every single matchup we're going to have audio packages every week interviews we're going to have lots of content coming your way and then of course football friday night will be back i'll be on that as well uh be joined by max brunke potentially voices like carl's jacob mata's cedric ranger many others potentially cameoing across the stretch of the season it's going to be a lot of fun carl high school football is back we are eight days away from Athens kickoff, nine days away from the rest of the TVC and the rest of the uh, the rest of the Hawking and Athens counties getting going, and it's fun. We're back. Football is back, baby. Oh, I, I, I cannot wait. It, it, it's going to be really exciting for the uh, the pregame show. I mean, it, it's going to be exciting. Football Friday night again. I mean, I I cannot wait to talk. And I mean, we're expanding. Not only expanding, not only absolutely. not only is Football Friday night going to be here. It's also going to be simulcast over on WKOV in Jackson. It's going to be an exciting, absolutely exciting time to be a football, high school football fan in Athens County or anywhere in southeastern Ohio. Uh, unfortunately, I, I don't think I can have the same sentiment for the Reds. And, uh, oh boy, we were talking about this during the break, and I am foaming at the mouth. I am. <laughs> we extended David Bell. The Reds extended David Bell, and uh, they lose today. Five to four against the Marlins, and that fault is solely on David Bell. Uh, I, I, I want to look through uh, the eighth inning because the eighth inning is when this happens. Graham Ashcraft had an incredible. He had an incredible outing today. He went seven innings, only given up one earned run, and it was on a Josh Bell home run that just it, it was it was a it, it was a Cincinnati summer home run. Uh, that's what it was. It wasn't gonna. It wasn't going out otherwise. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Ashcraft three hits, seven strikeouts, one walk, and seven innings pitched. But then, oh boy, um, we get and the Reds are up four to one at this point. Uh, you had Encarnacion Strand had a day. Uh, he went two for four, had three RBIs, a home run, which was a two-run home run, and then had an RBI single. Um, Spencer Steer also hit a home run. Uh, the Reds, I mean, hey, they were they were right there. They are leading four to one. You can take the series over the Marlins. You know, add another game, get five games above five hundred again, and uh, then we get to the eighth inning. And Ian Jabro comes in, and you know, Jabro's been yeah, 
he's been all right at times, but he's also had uh, moments where he's just not looked that good, and he's been a bit overmatched. You know, he's not really a setup man. He's just the best we can do, I guess, at that point. So he comes in for the top of the eighth. Uh, first at bat, a six pitch at bat, struck out looking. Uh, Jacob Stallings. Then a single to shallow left center field. And then he struck out Jorge Soler on three pitches. So let's do the math here. That's 11 pitches, eight of which were strikes. Pretty good, I'd say. He's got two outs. Yeah, he's got a runner on, whatever. Luisa Rice is coming up. Very good player. He has the best batting average in the league. He was flirting with batting 400 for the first three months of the year. I don't know what, what's and he at. He's at now. about 370 now. He won't get it, but he'll, no. he'll he's going to have a very good number. He's going to have a great number. He, he he's he's batting incredibly well. So think about this. It shouldn't matter what the splits are on him because you're either having a, you know against right-handed pitching, whatever. He might bat like 415, but against left-handed pitching, he's still batting probably close to 300. And I'll make sure to look at those numbers. I'll look at those exact numbers. Because what what David Bell does, David Bell decides to bring in our new acquiree, Sam Mull, uh, left-handed specialist. So, yeah. And Arise is a left-handed batter. So he's thinking, okay, he, he, can, do, he can do pretty well. Let, let's look at the... Uh, I want to look at the splits for the overall season. Uh, against left-handed pitching, he's batting 357. Against right-handed pitching, he's batting 374. Not a huge difference. So, um, and Jabril, mind you, has only pitched 11 pitches. He literally struck out Jorge Soler on three pitches the prior at-bat. So you'll think, hey, maybe we should keep in Jabril you know, whatever. He's, he's you know, he's not doing that great. I take, get it. I get it. Chance. Sam Mall is very good against left-handed pitching. But you're talking about the best hitter in the game. The best hitter in the game of baseball right now. When's the last time somebody's batted 370 in a season? Uh, I don't know. Freddie Freeman's getting pretty close, to be fair. I mean, there, there's not very many times you have somebody batting 370 in a baseball season. He's batting 369 right now as a rise. It doesn't matter whether you're pitching him a left-hander or a right-hander. Keep in the hot hand. Keep in the hand who literally has only thrown three non-strikes. He's only thrown 11 pitches. Keep him in the game. They don't. And Jorge Soler got ejected in the eighth inning, so that maybe maybe that's why they did it. They, they ejected him, and they went, oh, he sat too long. No. Because here's what happens next. Arise, stunningly, you're not going to believe this. The man who's batting 370 got a hit. Wow! It's almost like it doesn't matter if you're batting against left-handed or right-handed when you're batting... When you're batting 370. So that doesn't matter. And then Moe is at a disadvantage against right-handers. You got Josh Bell, who's a switch hitter. Josh Bell sends one out again. A three-run homer, and we're tied at four. Poof. Gone. Unbelievable. 
So now you have a three-run lead that's completely disappeared. And, uh, yeah. Wasted a hell of a pitching performance from Graham Ashcraft. Exactly. Again, uh, and then the bottom of the eighth inning, you get a fielding error and then three strikeouts. And then Alexis Diaz comes in, and Diaz, first pitch of the inning, home run, Brian De La Cruz. Let the jokes rain. So, yeah. And it's 5-4, to four, and then the Reds ground out, fly out, single, strike out. So, yeah. Um, and that loss can solely, solely be put on the decision to take Ian Jabro out of the game. He's only pitched 11 pitches. I, 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 even, even if... Even if he's pitched, I don't care how much he's pitched. He's struck the first, the guy out three straight pitches. Three straight pitches. Like, I get it. He pitched on Monday. He, 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 like, it, this is different if he got pulled after the single. And, and maybe he would, maybe he wanted to pull him after the single, but he did, he didn't want to pull him after, you know, he wanted to pull him after the single and he had to get through three batters. When you strike, I don't care if it's Jorge Soler and he keeps swinging at everything. you got to throw him a good pitch to swing at everything. He struck him out on three straight pitches. And you're telling me that you want to pull that guy who did that? And bring in somebody who literally can only face one batter and then he's a liability? Mole's great against left-handed pitching. He, or against left-handed hitting. If you're not Luisa Rice, like he's great against him, but against righties, he's giving he's he's giving up a batting average of about 260, 270. You can't you 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 and especially when you've already got your bro who's hot and got two outs already in the inning. No, you don't do that. And it it it. Mm. I don't know. And the fact that we're now going to have to have three more years of this. If this season, and it looks, it's looking like it is, this season is looking more and more like 2021. And all the hope that we had back in June during that big win streak in May and June and everything going from there, it's all falling flat on its face. You, want, you remember how when we were 10 games above 500, it's back down to three. We're 60 and 57. I don't even think we're in a position, in a wild card position anymore. I mean, the NL wild card is a mess with oh. a capital M. Is there's like seven teams within like two games of each other for three spots? Yeah, it's, the Cub, it's, the Cub, it's, it's bad. The Cubs and the Marlins are tied uh, for the third wild card spot, and the Reds are a half game back. We have one, one game in the past week. In August, we have won one game. Thank goodness we play the Pirates this weekend, but even that is not a guarantee. So, yeah. I'm mad. I'm not happy. So, I don't know. I I don't know where we go from here. Luckily, we have a little bit of a... Well, not even that. Like, we got Pirates, Guardians, Blue Jays, Angels, Diamondbacks, Giants. That's a tough schedule. That's a tough schedule. It, yeah? The Giants are good? Read that back to me. Read, read, read it back. Okay. You have the Pirates. Not too bad. 
Two games against the Guardians. Nah. The Guardians are better than the Pirates. The Pirates are pretty yeah, bad. I agree. Three games set against the Blue Jays. They're they're pretty solid. They're fighting for wild card positioning in the AL. Three games at the Angels. Who knows where they'll be? Four games set at the Diamondbacks. Another team, who knows where they'll be. They are sliding right now. It has been rough in the desert. And three games at the uh, three games at the Giants. A good team. It, look, it's I've been saying it about the Reds all year. Right? It's been in their own hands. And it, it always is in baseball because you can get hot and you can be cold. And the Reds have had both of those this year. They were red hot and now they're ice cold. Right? And you ha- and look, it's on your manager to understand that, look, we as a team cannot drop games like today where you're up 4-1 to one late in a game. We were you cruising. You can't lose those sort of games. You have to win those sort of games because think about that. that's a game against a direct rival in a wild card race with, you know, a series win on the line. Look, think about what the mood could be like. We could be having a totally different conversation right now. If the Reds win that game, all right, sweet. You know, they're, they're, they would be 61 and 56, five games. Uh, you know, they'd probably be in a wild card spot. They would be. Today. They, would they would be in a wild card spot. Wild they'd, be a game and, they'd be a half game ahead of the Cubs. And look, you've got they they had some big series these past couple weeks. That series against the Cubs, and then this series this series against the Marlins. They won one of six games. That's not good enough. No, plain and simple. And you gotta look. I get that it's a young team. I get that it's a team that is is lacking in the experience department. You David Bell must understand that because you know there's a reason that that they've gotten to this position is because they're talented, right? There's a lot of flashing young talent on this team, but there's just outside of really Joey Votto, there's not a ton of experience, especially when it comes to these sort of moments where you need to win these series in August and September. You don't get to October unless you win these big series in August and, and September because that's where the champions are made. And that's where that's where playoff berths are won and lost in these sort of series is, and the Reds aren't getting it done when it matters. And we'll see if it comes back to bite them or not. We'll see if they make the playoffs or not. Look, again, if you're the Reds, you're still, in theory, you're playing with house money. But with where they were at some points this season, like you said, 10 games over 500 at one point, and with a sizable lead in the NL Central that is now dwindled and is gone, and look, it's still all on the table for them, right? It's still mid-August. They could still win the Central. They could still very much get a wild card berth. Everything is on the table for this team, and it's all still in front of them. But you have to shake this, and it all starts with David Bell making good decisions. I see a lot of discord on a, a Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. I see a lot of discord on that app about lineups. Will Benson not starting today against a righty? David Bell, hello? Kevin Newman was in the lineup. Will Benson might be your best hitter against righties. Yes. No dice, no start for him. And the poll against your pro, and he's pulled shenanigans like that this entire year with a bullpen. And it's been, it started game one when he put Fernando Cruz in in the middle of an inning with the bases loaded. It's been this entire year. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's overmatched. I don't know. He wins the locker room. That's it. I've compared him to Zach Taylor multiple times. Well, he needs to find somebody like the coordinators that Zach Taylor has underneath him so that we cannot blow these games anymore. Because it's unacceptable. If we don't make the playoffs, it's going to hurt worse than 2021. 
2021 was a great season. We had some great moments, but all I remember from that season is going to a game against the Twins on a Wednesday afternoon. I remember going to that game, all excited to go to the game. I go to the game, we're in the lead, and I know I, I we had seats right next to the bullpen. And I looked down in the bullpen right then. I looked down in the bullpen in the fifth inning and knew we were going to lose the game. Because I knew who was going to come into the ninth inning. It was going to be Sean Doolittle, who literally only has one off-speed pitch. He doesn't even have a fastball at that point in his career. And we expect him to come out there and do something? No, he didn't come out there and do something. He came out and served up a meatball. It was a three-run home run, and the Reds lost the game. And that's the exact That's my memory of the 2021 season. It should be that Padres game we mentioned all the time, which, by the way, we lost as well. <laughs> but then, no, it's sitting there and having a painful look on my face as I sit there and realize the Reds are not going to make the playoffs again. How we're going to blow everything up and then we're just going to not be good again. And yes, that's not the same situation as here. But when you had the vibes that you had, this team finally felt different. And suddenly they're not again. And I blame myself. I blame myself for being fooled by this team again. It's what I get for deciding I want to root for a Cincinnati sports team. The Reds are never going to be anything. They're not. Oh, don't tell me you haven't had the same. No, there's another don't team in Cincinnati. Don't tell me you haven't had. There's don't. another team in Cincinnati. Well, actually, forget the football team. The soccer team is really good right now. FC Cincinnati's got a real yeah. shot at winning the MLS Cup. But in all seriousness, I, I do agree with you on a lot of these points because the Reds brass continues to make mistakes that I don't even think. Happen. Well, I don't even think. The only mistake they've made this year. Because Nick Kroll has earned my respect. I, Those I, trades from 2021 I mean, the, worked the, out. The, in, the in-game staff. Not even because I do. David I Bell. David Extending Kroll's done a good David job. Bell is the only mistake this front office has made this year. I was fine with standing pad at the deadline. Look, I, I want to make sure that's clear. But when we're sitting there, because it, it, a lot of these games on this losing streak, it boils down to the bullpen. It boils down to the bullpen and... Uh, you know, that's the problem. Because, yeah, we, we gave up a bunch of runs against the Cubs and such. But when you're giving up... Ian Jabros should never been pulled from this game. I, I want to make sure I, I make that abundantly clear with this. And when, when you have a fan base that has no pleasant playoff game memories, you, want, you, you know, we have, we have... Okay, we've made the playoffs four times. We've played the, played the playoffs four times in my time on this planet that I can remember. In 2010, we got no hit by Roy Holiday. In 2012, we blew a three. We, 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 we had to win one game back in Cincinnati to beat the Giants and move on to the NLCS. Win our first playoff series since 1995. We couldn't do it. We couldn't win one game out of three. Then, we go to 2013 in the Cueto game. The Cueto game. And then 20. Can, can you do it? No. I refuse to do it. No, no, no. No. No, no, no. Then. I won't do it for your sanity. Then. You have 2020, where Trevor Bauer pitches. What if we would have won the game? If we would have won the game, Trevor Bauer probably pitches one of the best pitching performances in a Reds playoff game ever. He pitched six and one, or, or seven and one third, had like 12 strikeouts, only gave up one hit. 
and we couldn't hit with runners in scoring position. And the few times we could hit with runners in scoring position, we ran ourselves out. Then we have 2021, where we look like we're going to do great, and then the bullpen can't do anything. The front office doesn't do anything to shore up the bullpen, either before the season or during the season, and we have a manager that can't figure out how to manage a bullpen. And we still don't have a manager that can figure out how to manage a bullpen. And that's the reason why we're sitting here today. Why I'm sitting here yelling into a mic about my favorite baseball team, because they can't, they can't win. I don't know if I'm ever going to watch a Reds playoff game. I have a dream that someday, someday, we're sitting in Great American Ballpark. I'm going to Great American Ballpark with my dad. And we're sitting there, me and my dad, watching the Reds play playoff baseball in Great American Ballpark. My dad's 61. Now, almost 62 here in a week or two. I want to be able to watch that with him. I don't know if I'm going to get to. I don't know if we're ever going to actually make the playoffs before that. It might take 20 years. It might take 30 years. I don't know. I don't know if we're ever going to make the playoffs. I'm not sure. I know the frustration I felt in 2020 after we lost those games against the Braves. I remember the frustration I felt uh, in 2021 when we blew all those games. I know the frustration in 2022 when we traded everyone, and while that worked out great, this frustration right now is even worse. And when my favorite memory is, my two favorite memories are from guys that we literally got off the scrap heap doing something. My two favorite Reds memories are, A, the Scooter Jeanette four-home run game in 2018, which, uh, how, how, how many wins did we get in 2018? Uh, let, let, me, let, me, let, let me look at this. Let me, let me look at this. How many wins do we have in 2018? I, I don't think it was more than about 70. 67. We had 67 wins in 2018. And uh, then we, the, the second favorite Reds memory is Derek Dietrich and, and the sleeveless jerseys and him deciding to be a beekeeper. That's my favorite memory. Those are my two favorite Reds memories. And probably a third one is uh, all the fights we had against the Pirates in 2019. Those are my three favorite Reds memories. Yeah. Woohoo. That's great. From a 67-win team. Come on. And it looks like that's going to be the way it's going to continue. I, why did why do we sign him for three more years? Why do we sign him for three more years? David Bell. I, I don't know. Couldn't tell you. I. This is going to have to. You're going to have to ask some tough questions in 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 the organization. It's going to have to. You know, clearly they're committed to him. You, you ha- at this point, you either stand on it or you, you backtrack it, and neither is a good look. No. Really, at this point. And <laughs> I, I, I mean, he's not. He's he's not getting fired. He's not getting fired. He's sticking around. It's it's just it's. I don't know. I don't know. It's. Uh, I don't know. We got. Uh, more sports fan on the way. We're going to talk conference realignment. We, we all, all that went off over the weekend. We haven't had a sports fan since Thursday. 
Uh, everything went down on Friday. Is it the death of college football? And what do we think of the new conferences? We'll talk about that after this break. You're listening to The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. High school football season is almost here, and Pure Rock 105 and Mix 96 FM are your home for the most extensive pre- and post-game coverage in southeastern Ohio. Join Ethan Sargent and Max Brunke on Football Friday Kickoff, where every week they'll preview each game for the TVC, SOC, and FAC, plus feature packages about players, coaches, and schools. Then after the game, tune into Football Friday Night for breakdowns of all the action around the region. It all starts August 18th, live from outside Gloucester Memorial Stadium at 5 p.m. on Pure Rock 105 WXTQ. Weenie Wednesday. Corn dogs and regular hot dogs, $1.19 each. Open 10.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. Head over to Larry's Dog House over on West Union Street in Athens. Here's what's going on. After a summer of declining donations, the American Red Cross needs the public's help to prevent a blood shortage. Right now, the Red Cross especially needs type O negative, type O positive, and type B negative blood donors, as well as platelet donors. Donors of all blood types can schedule an appointment to give by downloading the Red Cross Blood Donor app, visiting redcrossblood.org, or calling 1-800-RED-CROSS. The Red Cross is teaming up with Warner Brothers for the theatrical release of Meg 2 The Trench to celebrate a summer of sharks and help stay off a summer blood and platelet shortage. All who come to give through August 12th will be automatically entered for a chance to win a three-night New York getaway for two with a private shark dive adventure at Long Island Aquarium. Those who come to give throughout the month of August will also get a $10 e-gift card to a movie merchant of their choice. Details are available at redcrossblood.org movie. Upcoming blood donation opportunities throughout the month of August are occurring in Athens and the Plains. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. Live and local, the sports fan on 970 WATH. This is the sports fan, Carl Blaylock and Ethan Sargent with you uh, live from the WATH studios. And uh, what a roller coaster of an episode we've had today. <laughs> Come for the Nelsonville York interview. Stay for an angry 20-year-old about a team uh, for a Reds team that uh, hasn't won a playoff game since... Uh, I haven't won a playoff use, series since uh, uh, six years before I, I was born. I use the words of the immortal Frank the Tank Fleming. Always teasing, never pleasing. He, of course, talking about his beloved Mets, but it also applies <sighs> to the Cincinnati Reds. Let's talk realignment. Uh, oh, yeah. Much more much more serious topic, but definitely one worth discussing. I mean, I was, I, I was so frustrated that we didn't have a sports fan on Friday because... That would have been gold to just sit there and go through all the news and what's happening. Let, let's look. I, I think there's good and bad out of it. Um, the bad is you're losing some of the rivalries. Although, Washington has already reached out to Washington State and said they want to continue the Apple Cup. The Apple Cup is still happening. So that's good. Um, you also have um, a, re, a rebirth of a rivalry. Because uh, the holy war between BYU and Utah was about to die. And instead, it's coming back alive because Utah just got joined to the Big 12. 
and it's going to go back into uh, Thanksgiving Day weekend, and I guarantee you that's one of the best rivalries in college football. It's never talked about. But, man, is it one of the best rivalries in college football. I'm so glad it's back. Yeah, and look, when we zoom out a little bit and when we think about the whole saga as a whole, right, when you think – and then you – so you zoom out and you view everything as it is where you've got now all these, uh, in air quotes here, these super conferences where you've got 16, 18 teams, um, however many divisions they decide to do, one division, two divisions, five divisions, who knows. Um, and then you – but that – those super conferences, they there is good and there is bad. That is That has been my thing throughout this whole saga is that there are absolutely both positives and negatives. And you can look at it from that neutral siding where you can be against some things and you can be for others. I think that there are absolutely positives and negatives. The first positive is we're going to see some awesome matchups um, that, that normally – you know, under typical circumstances or under the past circumstances, we wouldn't get to see every year. We still, you remember how good, because we were talking about the 2015 uh, college football season uh, earlier today, just on our own time. And do you, you remember how good those 2014 uh, 2015 uh, Michigan State Oregon games are? Yeah. Were? Well, 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 think about the, uh, think about the, um, was I mean? Think about Ohio State Washington in the Rose Bowl a couple of years ago. I forgot about that game. That yeah. was a fantastic game. You, um, you get to see Ohio State and USC play each other. Yeah, I mean, like, I consider the, that a rivalry. I don't know if you remember the late two thousands. Oh yeah, when they played. I mean, that that one it game in Ohio Stadium. It was yeah. so good. I mean, and that's that's the beauty of it. I do enjoy that. We're going to see some new rivalries blossom. Look, and, Alabama and yeah. Texas are two you know power programs in the SEC that are going to get to. I collide. wouldn't call Texas power. I, I mean, when you it. get the number one quarterback in twenty twenty four, you still got Paul. Texas still has that recruiting. They have pull. oil money. <laughs> yeah, they have they, oil money. They don't they, have recruiting they do. pull. So, they have oil money. Well, I, look and, and, and plan and look. We, we can say Texas is back every year and. Who knows when it'll actually happen? Maybe this is the year. Who knows? But these conferences, I, I, I will say, my, my, my first thought on this is that the conference that has done, that has done the best with it is the Big 12. Oh, they were left for dead. They were, and then they made the smartest move of this entire realignment by picking up those four teams from the AAC in, in Houston, Cincinnati, uh, was it B, uh, UCF, B, and, UCF and BYU? And BYU, BYU wasn't in. BYU yet. wasn't in, but still – Picking up those teams were huge because think about the AAC is still in a decent spot, right? The AAC is going to probably, I mean, we'll see what happens, but for, for the next year or two or three, they're going to be all right. They still yeah. got Tulane, who, who who might be the best team in the group of five this year. Uh, they they Obviously, Tulane beat South Carolina, or uh, the other USC, USC yeah. uh, Southern California last year. Um, really good program, won the conference title last year. Um, they've got plenty of other good historic programs memphis has a great program yep you know bringing that and then bringing those teams in obviously cincinnati went to the playoff just a year uh, just two years ago um ucf has that in air quotes national title for 2018 but that team was undefeated 12 and 0 beat auburn um you know you've got houston has been historically insanely good and byu reigniting the holy war as you mentioned with utah on a yearly basis in the conference it is i think that the big 12 could be a lot of fun to watch for a lot of years and and not just in football too in basketball baseball there's some basketball, great rivalries and, and i think that's the best thing that they've done and we'll, we'll get to this really quick and get to our surefire hot picks if we only got about three minutes but and that's the thing that i love about the big 12 is that the big 12 is behind the ball in football but what they weren't behind the ball in is in basketball 
And they have built an incredible basketball conference. I mean, look how good the basketball conference was last year with just the original members. And obviously, West Virginia is going to be on the downslide with no Huggins and uh, some other things as well with uh, Texas and Oklahoma leaving. But you still have some really good teams. Uh, Kansas State, Iowa State, Kansas, Oklahoma State. Uh, and you're adding Houston into the fold, which has been perennially a top 10 team. You have some really, really good teams. Uh, Cincinnati's got the history. Um, and, and now you're adding Arizona? Woof! <laughs> yeah. I, I, that's that's going to be that's going to be must watch every single week. Uh, let's get to our surefire hot picks and uh, well, myself, I, I'm going to go with uh, Astros money line over Baltimore. Really good game, really good game last night. If we have just enough time, we'll talk about that. Uh, yeah, but, I, I uh, cursed Felix yeah. Bautista. <laughs> he, t- um, he, t- he texted something as to I, me. As yeah. I try to scrounge up a hot pick here, I texted him because he's got a really sick entrance with whistling and some cool stuff. And he comes in, and then, you know, he loads the bases. And, and uh, gives up a grand slam Kyle to Tucker, uh, Kyle Tucker. Slam. Yeah. Might be the jolt the Astros <laughs> season needs. Maybe. Um, and then the Orioles, of course, have still been red hot since the break. But it's going to be a struggle. I am also going to take the money line, and I'm going to take the Cubs. They've been so red hot. Um unbelievable run since the since the break um obviously the reds direct rival against the mighty new york mets who are uh in fire sale mode and i think most of those players are on holiday remains to be seen uh interesting thing to keep it on as december january rolls around will pete alonzo be in a mets uniform next year i'm not so sure i don't know i that that i'm just picturing uh new york burning if that happens like queen queens would are not they're not in queens they are in queens oh they are in queens Yep. Thought, no, they're no, that's in Queens. Brooklyn. That's Queen. They're in Queens. I don't. I don't know my as boroughs. The, as a New Yorker, they're <laughs> from Queens. I don't know my boroughs. Hey, anyway, sports fan on location tomorrow. We're not at six. We're at seven p.m. live from the Jamboree. Lots uh, of make, fun. Yeah, make sure to join us then uh, here on W A T H.